Welcome back to Mortgageonomics Canada podcast. I'm your host, Marco Gello, and today is the day before Halloween, so it's going to change things up a bit here, start off with a tune. This is one that I uh, jammed out a couple of days ago. It's called Glorious Day. Welcome back, everyone. Um, glad to be back. If you're a first-time listener, again, this is Mortgage Genomics Canada Podcast, and I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in Alberta and BC. And if you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now, even on Halloween night. Call me anytime. Text me anytime. 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. This podcast is based on a weekly newsletter that I send out to mainly real estate professionals or accountants, lawyers, and large centers of influence. If you want in on the newsletter, which features valuable insider tips on mortgage financing in Canada, simply text or email me your name and email. Either text me at 604-800-9593. Or you can email me at gello.m at mortgagecenter.com. That's gello, G-E-L-O dot M at mortgagecenter with an R-E dot com. Let's begin. Okay, so the first part of the newsletter, I uh, little little write-up on interest rates. So general, I'm just going to be general with the interest rates. On five-year fixed, we're looking at uh, anywhere as low as 1.64-ish. All the way to 1.79% seems to be the range these days. Um, also, there's an interesting rate promo that's out right now. Uh, the interest rate is a little higher. It's 1.89%. It's a five-year fixed. But there's a, a neat little feature that comes with it, and it's no interest payments for the first three months. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty cool, pretty unique. Uh, and it's not tacked on to the mortgage or anything like that after the three-month period. Uh, it's simply no interest. The lender pays the interest for you, and uh, all you're paying for the first three months is principal. So if you decide to, you could, you know, whatever the difference is, you can uh, accumulate that and lump sum it into the mortgage and get ahead on your mortgage, really get ahead on the mortgage. Or you can just uh, enjoy the... The, the lower monthly payment for three months. Your choice. Um, what else here? More on interest rate. Last week, 
I wrote that the Bank of Canada will be discontinuing its uh, purchase of bonds. But they have since renewed their commitment and simply scaled back their commitment from $5 billion in bond purchasing per week to $4 billion. And this basically means um, continued lower fixed rates. Um, they, they initially announced last week or a week and a half ago that they were going to discontinue this program. And that kind of introduced a, a risk that perhaps interest rates might potentially rise. So now with this announcement, um, you can expect low rates for the unforeseeable future. Um, and I believe, you know, rates, they, they might creep up or down. I, I think in either direction, it will be marginal, um, at least for the next year or so. But uh, you never know. You never know how things shake out. Another announcement that came out a couple of days ago is uh, an announcement on the prime rate, the overnight, the key overnight lending rate in Canada, which in uh, general terms for the consumer level means prime rate. It's currently at uh, 0.25%. So the bank announced as well that uh, Bank of Canada, that they're going to maintain that. So 0.25%. And some are speculating that they will continue to do this uh, all the way up to 2023. So cheap money is uh, is here to stay, I think, uh, for quite some time. But um, yeah, like I said, you, you never know. In between here and 2023, there will be there will be some times where it, it could spike upwards or, or come back down. And there's a, a lot of areas of opportunity that exist in this uh, speculation all the way up until 2023. So be on alert, heads up, and um, and just be aware of that. And one other thing on interest rates, got to be careful here. And it's always, I mean, absolutely, you should always be inquiring for the best rate and searching and all that good stuff. Just be careful that you don't get too fix fixated on the interest rate and just be aware of the fine print and the terms and conditions that are associated uh, with some of the ultra low interest rates that you see out there. So, you know, oftentimes I, I get the call from people and, and they, you know, hey, Marco, I got this interest rate. It's it's like super low and, you know, it's mind blowing and as I research the interest rate further, you, you find out in the fine print that there's some pretty dangerous stuff in there in the event that you do have to refinance uh, ahead of your maturity date. Uh, some of these interest rates don't allow you to to change mortgages to get out of that mortgage unless you sell your house. So some pretty uh, crazy stuff in, in these terms and conditions to be aware of. So um if you're not sure what you have, give me a call and we can discuss that as I am quite well versed on uh, all these conditions with the various offers that are out there. You like that? That's my next paragraph sound effect. How to remove a spouse or family member from your mortgage. With the divorce rate in Canada at 50% or whatever, depending on which province you're going to divorce in, this is a uh, common application that comes across my desk. Whether it's a marital breakdown or a family member buyout, this um, mortgage surgery can be done with uh, virtually any lender in Canada. There's just a couple of key points to be aware of, so let's uh, let's get to these points. So there's like five of them here. Um, number one, is there a substantial buyout involved to the other party? If not, the success rate is like pretty much 100%, easy peasy. 
Um, if there is a buyout, a substantial one, the following points uh, pertain to that. So the next point, loan-to-value ratio. The loan-to-value, LTV, um, will determine whether you proceed as a refinance or a purchase. So if you can refinance up to 80% loan-to-value and extract the amount needed for your buyout, then this will definitely be the cheapest way to go. This will literally save you thousands of dollars in equity from the hit you would take by incurring a potential CMHC or Genworth premium um, if you had to go above 80% loan-to-value. Next point, regardless of your loan-to-value and whether or not an insurance fee is incurred, you also need to be aware of a break penalty, okay? If you will be doing this prior to the maturity date of the mortgage. So heads up there. Um, Also worth considering is uh, if you have to go past 80% loan-to-value, you know, consider porting your mortgage. So porting a mortgage is a fair bit more complicated, but definitely worth considering. Um, It doesn't always make sense, but sometimes it does, uh, because it could potentially save you in penalty break fees and uh, insurance premiums as well, uh, if if they're applicable even. Uh, And the last point on this, if, if this is a result of a divorce or separation, the mortgage will definitely be subject to a formal separation um, or divorce agreement contract. Uh, This will need to be included uh, in the terms of the property buyout. Like, you know, the the terms of the property buyout will have to be included in in the separation agreement. So um, the agreement must precede the mortgage approval as the funds will not be advanced without it. And this is... uh, the common flaw or the holdback whenever we do these applications is that um, people will, will come to me and we'll get this whole thing set up and then the, there might be a massive delay uh, which would affect financing because really the, the separation hasn't been settled. So um, you have to pretty much get that sorted before you, you, uh, you know, go for the approval on the mortgage. Definitely get in touch before that, so we can explore the numbers for you and everything. But, um, you know, if, if, if it's turning into one of those long or non-amicable type of separations, then uh, uh, that is usually the flaw in this whole process. So I've always been a fan of Benjamin Tell, as he was a regular speaker at all my conferences when I was with uh, CIBC back in the 90s. Um, like all economists, He's insightful and delivers uh, complex information with tact. But what made me a fan was the tone of of conviction in his delivery. And this guy simply is entertaining to hear. Uh, If you ever get a chance to, um, you know, attend one of his uh, lectures, do so. It's uh, it's well worth your time. And quite often he's uh, correct. So here are some quotes dated from September 2020. Uh, about his thoughts on why Canadian real estate has been able to withstand one of the most challenging economic conditions of our time, COVID. Um, Yeah, some really good points here, some uh, good perspectives. So 80% of jobs lost were in the service sector. Many of them were low income and many of them were renters. So the impact was on rent as opposed to home ownership, says Benjamin Tell. Um, here's another one. We're seeing a situation where home ownership actually went up. Why? Because 20%, 25% of Canadians are telling us that they're considering buying another unit during this recession. 
Why again? Because their job is still there and the interest rates are in the basement. That's an opportunity that they've been waiting for. And that's why we're seeing some demand come from domestic home buyers, not foreign. Canada receives 350,000 immigrants annually. And in 2020, apparently 45% of them are already here. Their status is changing, but they're already in the country consuming real estate and rental inventory. He goes on to say 3.5 million Canadians are living abroad and pondering a return to Canada, most of which are in the United States. Also, 400,000 Canadians in Hong Kong are pondering a return as well. This is more recently highlighted with evidence of Chinese money entering the Canadian market from Hong Kong. Another quote here, about 100,000 Canadians leave Canada for the U.S. on an annual basis. I did not know that. But not this year. This is yet another impact of the market. So in summary, the demand for real estate in Canada kind of makes sense when you factor in all of uh, Ben Tal's compelling thoughts here, especially due to, I'm air quoting here, the compensating factors of non-permanent residents, returning citizens, and people who don't move to the U.S. All right, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in Alberta or British Columbia, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver, as I am very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca, where you will find my complete contact information and any other information. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk to you again soon.